0: Welcome back to Kenny and the Coaches. It's the beginning of May, and for all of my fellow teachers and coaches, the end is near. We have graduations and banquets to get through, but it will be here and gone before you know it. Today on the podcast, I have the multi-talented OSSAA Media Relations Director, Van Shay ivan Chances are you are familiar with Van's career. Prior to the OSSAA, Van was a sports reporter for KFOR in Oklahoma City. He was also an on-air host at WWLS, The Sports Animal. And the Oklahoma High School Sports Express. And here's my conversation with Van Shea Ivan. Mr. Ivan, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to visit with me today. I mean, I, I say that every time I start these, but you are literally always busy, I guarantee you, up there. <laughs>
1: Well, it's always a fun time. I mean, I, I would much rather have a lot going on than nothing going on. So, so this is a perfect job if, uh, if that's the case and you want to have a lot of stuff going on.
0: I hear you. I hear you. Let's, let's get started with how you became the media relations director uh, of the OSSAA and what all does that job entail?
1: Well, I, uh, I'm, I'm from a small town. Mm-hmm. Um, much like Empire, I'm from a small town. I, I went to school at Pond Creek Hunter. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in Pond Creek and, and the two schools consolidated when I was in grade school. I believe second grade, third grade, maybe mm-hmm. Pond Creek and Hunter consolidated and, and loved the small town atmosphere. Just absolutely loved it. Loved growing up there. Loved the opportunity to play multiple sports. Loved the opportunity to play sports and be in the band. Uh, show sheep and livestock show, be in the choir, go to Mm Tri-State, just loved every bit of it. Um, When I went to college, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew I wanted to be around sports. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of stumbled into a job at Channel 4 in Oklahoma City and and, uh, had no desire to be on TV or do a TV job. I just wanted to be, I didn't know if I wanted to be a coach, if I wanted to Uh, be a a sports writer if I I just really didn't know but kind of stumbled into that job really enjoyed it got to travel all the time covered OU OSU the Dallas Cowboys went on the road with them final fours bowl games college world series and it was a perfect job for someone who loves sports and wasn't married, had no kids, no commitments, because yeah. I was gone a lot and it, it was a blast. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I, my favorite thing to cover though was always high school sports because I had such a good experience in high school
0: mm-hmm.
1: at Pond Creek and, and enjoyed it so much. So I always enjoyed the high school sports. And I had some athletic directors and parents say, you should start a high school sports show. And, and I watched one, uh, Texas had a show Mm -hmm. and the first one that I had ever seen was on ESPN Scholastic Sports America and Melissa Stark was the one that hosted it and I always enjoyed it watching it and and so I reached out to the guy that was doing the Texas high school show and picked his brain, found out what all I would need to do and how to go about doing it and and then one day I just decided I'm going to see if if I could find any sponsors, if anybody would be interested, and, mm-hmm. and turns out I found some pretty quick, and and uh, some bigger ones that wanted to be the title sponsor, and and so took a leap of faith and and started that. It was an absolute blast. I I wish I would have done it ten years earlier. Yeah. Although I loved my time at Channel Four. I mean, I worked with Bob Berry Senior and Bob Berry Junior and. Wow. Robert Allen and and uh, absolutely loved all that and could still be working there today and be perfectly happy, to be honest with you. But mm-hmm. but I wish I would have done the high school deal earlier. I, I just did it out of my house. Um, mm-hmm. If something went wrong, I know who to blame because <laughs> I – I was the, the photographer. I was a reporter. I was a host. I was the salesperson. I was the editor. I was, <laughs> I, I did it. All, I was by myself. So, mm-hmm. um, later on, I, I got some interns and, and they were fantastic. And so, about 10 years into that, um, actually about eight years into that, I got married. And then the next year, um we had a little boy and then he was born in october and i was at the basketball state tournament in march after that and mm-hmm. hadn't seen him for a week and you know those are get to the to the big house at 7:30 in the morning and leave there at 11 at night and come home and edit for about 6 hours and then get back out to the big house mm-hmm. 2 or 3 hours later and and cover games again all day and so i I'd just seen him asleep for about a week and hadn't seen him awake and he didn't know the difference. He was, you know, six yeah. months old or whatever. But, but, um, one of the people that worked here at the OSSA came up to me and said, Hey, we have an opening. Think you might be interested in it. And said, if you are, let's talk during spring break. And they kind of caught me at a weak moment. where i was missing my little boy and i said i'm definitely interested and and ended up getting the job and it's been fantastic um i now have a little girl too so it gives me time for for 30 years i chased other people's kids and loved it and Mm -hmm. so now it gives me a time to um chase my own kids the the job here is mr jackson's my boss he's the executive director and he is fantastic about um, families mm-hmm. and making sure you spend time with them and taking time off to go to see your kids, whether it's a play, a musical, a, a fine arts, a sporting event, something related with the church, whatever it is, they want to make sure that, that you – don't miss out on anything with your own kids, sure. and uh, so it's it's fantastic. It's been it's been a, a great job, and and uh, it's been a great opportunity for me, and then also to have a chance to see my kids grow up as well.
0: Oh yeah, I mean that's I think people kind of you, you don't think about it until you actually get a family, and then like you said, that that experience of going to the big house and not seeing your kid except asleep. I mean that's you know that's a it's one. I think a lot of people go through that in their life, you know, especially when they're young. You know, you're just loving what you're doing, and then all of a sudden, whoa! I've got other people I'm responsible for. <laughs> <You
1: know? Yeah. laughs> well, and it's a lot like a coach, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. or an administrator. It's mm-hmm. it is. I mean, my jobs have always been like that. Where where you're gone now? um I have been fortunate when I was at Channel Four I didn't have any kids. Mm-hmm. When I was doing my own show I really didn't have any until right at the end and he was still a an infant but but now, um, you know, I'm I'm I have the ability to take my kids to work either here at the office or if I'm at a track meet or a basketball game or sure. football state championship game or whatever, and, and that's much like a coach, you know. Mm-hmm. I think coaches' kids have such a huge advantage mm-hmm. where they sit on the bench for 12 years growing up, oh, you know, yeah. before the, or before they get to junior high, and and they get a chance to, to be in the dugout or on the field or in a classroom with their parents or you know in a locker room hearing speeches and mm-hmm. and riding on a bus when there's celebration all the way home or riding on a bus when there there's not a person talking and there's tears yeah. you know and i think there's there's so much to learn in in athletics and and uh i think that's one of the things that i enjoyed so much about a small town is is you know i was a water boy and the bat boy and the mm-hmm. and picked up the tee off the field after every kickoff and for 10 years before I got a chance to to play. Yeah. But I mean, I just, I, I have great memories of, of participating in high school sports and junior high sports, but I have great memories, you know, when I was the manager and the ball boy and, mm-hmm. and the bat boy and getting a chance to, to see all those high school kids and have great role models and, and, and the coaches and the players, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a great experience. And, I, man, I, I just – I was really blessed to be a part of all that.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I I was teaching and coaching up until about 2011, and I, I got out of it and went into the oil field for a little bit. And then my oldest son, who's graduating this year, um, he was getting into high school and working in the oil field. I was kind of missing a lot of the stuff that they were doing. I was like, man – and plus, you know – I any coach or teacher that gets out of it before they retire, they're fooling themselves. They're going to end up getting back into it anyway. So, you know, and I was like, man, I've got to be there more for my kids, you know, and then I got this job at Empire and that's been the biggest, these last four years have been the biggest blessing to me being able to be there, you know, watching my son from freshman to to being yeah. a senior and graduating. That's something that, uh, he may forget it because, you know, as a teenager, you kind of just go with the flow of things, but that's something that, you know. I'm, he will not. I, I hope so. I hope so. But, he, you know,
1: he will not forget it, and that's and that's something you won't forget. You know, you say you went and got a job in the oil field, and, and I have a bunch of friends that have done that and are doing that. Mm-hmm. And I've I've said forever, I have friends from college that made more day one <laughs> out of college on their first job yeah. than i made after 17 years at channel four yep, yep, but but i never once have gotten up in the morning and said i don't want to go to work or i hate my job or i i don't you know Absolutely. i've never done that and and they i've had friends that complain all the time about their job but they're making a ton of money mm-hmm. and i always thought you know money's cool it's great but it's also pretty cool to enjoy your job and, and not you know oh, not yeah. wake up in the morning and not want to go to work and and I will I'll trade money all the time for a chance to, to be at my little girls dance recital or my little boys baseball game oh, you know it's there's, there's nothing you, you get one chance with that you get one shot and then when they grow up and they're gone and and then you don't get a chance to do that anymore. And, and I tell my wife all the time, she'll say, you know, with, with, and she's a fantastic mom, but she'll tell the kids something and say, well, go do this or go do that. And and I'll say, you know, there's going to be a time where they don't even want to acknowledge us. (laughs) They're going to be too cool and they don't want to talk to us. I said, so for now, let's, let's take them when we go here, let's do this. Mm -hmm. And, and she's perfectly fine with that and wants to do it too. But I mean, we include them in every single thing because I always think there's going to be a time where they think, Ooh, dad's not nearly as cool as what I thought he was when he was when I was six or mom's not nearly as fun as what we thought she was and so when that happens I don't want to have any regrets that, that we didn't get a chance to spend time with them when they were younger
0: oh yeah yeah absolutely I, you know I, it goes in cycles how old are your are your kids
1: my little boy is uh my little boy is nine and my little girl is seven
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, they they'll go through a little phase, <laughs> but um, with with like my my family, my wife does. She's a she's a teacher too, but she's also she does like community theater stuff. So she's she's the extrovert. I'm the introvert, and she she is notorious for trying to embarrass our kids in public. So I mm-hmm. think I think they I think if you start embarrassing them now they'll uh, kind of get immune to it, so they may, you know. <laughs> that's something I've kind of, she used to try to that's do it to me. That's a good strategy. Yeah, she used to try to do it to me, and it did kind of get to me at first, but now I'm just like, you know, hey, there's nothing she can do that can embarrass me. So <laughs> I think it's kind of rubbed off on her kids, too. <laughs>
1: that's, a, that's a good strategy. Yeah.
0: Now, kind of with the media relations, being the media relations director, what, kinda, what does that job entail?
1: Well, it, it's different every day and mm-hmm. and sometimes I think it's just uh it's just a title that um you know, there there's a lot of times that I'll go you know, I, I may deal probably probably at the end of the year if you added everything up, I probably deal eighty five percent of my job has nothing to do with the media. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, fifteen percent maybe has stuff to do with the media, and and um, we give out uh, we have a, a for media to get a press pass, and we have year long press passes, mm-hmm. and for them to get a press pass, there's certain criteria that they have to meet and to to uh, to get one, and and I'm looking at my numbers right now. We've had 831 people apply for press passes this year, and 636 received them, Mm -hmm. Uh, and and probably out of that 100 and whatever that is that did not get them, 190 that did not get them, the majority of those uh, probably the first time just filled out the form wrong and turned around and filled it out again, and then and then received a pass. So, Mm -hmm. um, my job is, is with dealing with the media is just making sure that they get their passes, um, that they know when to apply for them, that they know how to apply for them. Um, each event that we put on, um, is a little bit different in how the media can attend it and where they could go and what they can cover. And, and like the football state championship games are held at uco and edmond at the university of central oklahoma and just a fantastic facility but there's only room for probably i don't know maybe 15 to 20 riders in the press box mm-hmm. and depending on you know if it's empire playing pond creek that's not a problem because you don't have that as many riders, but if it's if it's a six A school and and there's half a dozen Division One recruits and mm-hmm. and there's multiple newspapers that cover each team and and then you know the press box fills up a lot quicker. So for something like that, we have to know in advance who's coming, reserve seats, set mm-hmm. up the press box for them for a basketball state tournament. We just reserve seats for uh, home team media, visiting team, or home team newspaper, visiting team newspaper. We reserve some seats for the people that are gonna be there from the start of the tournament till the end of the tournament covering every game, regardless of who's playing. And then um, and then I just make sure that the people that show up uh, that we didn't know were coming, which isn't a problem, just make sure that they have somewhere that they can sit somewhere that they can write their stories for the tv people make sure that they you know are on the court and have a good place to shoot from but also make sure that they're kneeling down so the people behind them can see and that they're not in the way of the cheerleaders we want to make sure you know at the basketball state tournament well at any state tournament a football state championship game or or whatever but the the Cheerleaders getting to the state tournaments just as big of a deal to them. Yeah, yeah. When they're at a ba- at the big house, mm-hmm. as it is to the basketball players. Oh yeah. And it should be.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: we want to make sure the cheerleaders have you know one entire corner of the court that belongs just to Empire's cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. And we want to make sure, you know, during timeouts that they can go out on the court and do tumbling or do their cheers or whatever and, and get a chance to be right in the middle and where everybody can see them. And we want it to be a big deal to them. And we want to make sure that the media gets everything they need, but we don't want the media to be in the way of the players or the cheerleaders or the coaches or the teams. And sure. and so it's just kind of a little juggling act. And with with uh since i was in the media for a third about 30 years you know i have a pretty good feel for what they need and what they don't need mm-hmm. and uh where they need to be and where they should be and and we kind of try to make it a big deal at certain events where we have not necessarily press conferences but but have them the athletes be interviewed all at the same place and mm-hmm in front of a backdrop you know that has OSSAA on it and it looks it looks official and looks professional and and make it a bigger deal for them Um, oh yeah yeah it's it's not it's not feasible at all places we're not able to do it at all places because of limitations on size of of interview rooms or you know, the size of the court or where the fans are. And sometimes the media doesn't want that because it's easier for them when a game ends at, you know, a seven o'clock kickoff in football. And if it ends at at 9.50 and TV has, you know, 15 minutes to be on the air and, and radio is wrapping up and newspaper has a deadline coming up, well, they don't want, The players to be taken into an interview room 45 minutes after the game and and do interviews for the first time because they're going to miss out on it Mm -hmm. so they need they need to grab interviews as soon as the game ends they want to grab a coach grab a player be done and get back up to the press box to to either write their story or edit their their highlights or whatever they need to do so Mm -hmm. um if if any media has any problems with anything, uh, they know that they can call at any time. I'm I have no problem with them calling and complaining. I have no problem with them calling and giving me ideas. Um, a lot of times we take their ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we if it's if it's something that that we can do and it's not going to interfere with the games or the kids or the coaches or the schools then we we go with what they want to do and and set it up for the next event where it works out better for them so it's Mm -hmm. it's uh that's that's probably 10 to 15 percent of what i do you know i'll Mm -hmm. help out also not dealing with the media i'll help out with state championships i help i update the website i just had the the A and B baseball district pairing sent to me. So we're going to put those up on the website this morning and, and make sure that everybody knows, you know, where they're going for the district tournaments, who they're hosting, who they're playing. It has all the information in there for the mm-hmm. fans, the schools, the coaches of what they need to know. Um, I update the website. I'll, I'll help with, the media passes. When we get to state championship uh, events, you know, I may help with the setup. I may help with coaches, with cheerleaders, with teams, with bands. Mm-hmm. You know, helping them get in and out of stadiums, or or helping them with uh, unloading stuff, and just making sure they have everything they need. A lot of times, I have to end up helping with sponsors mm-hmm. that are at some of our events um making sure they have what they need making sure their signs are visible and in the right place so yeah. it just it changes it changes daily yeah. <laughs> it changes hourly and once again like i said earlier it's much like a coach yeah. much like an administrator it it changes every day but it's it's never dull it's never boring uh, it's always exciting and and you know the, the at the end of the day you want the student athletes to have a good experience and enjoy their time in high school and enjoy an opportunity to play sports to be in fine arts and and compete and get to know other student athletes and get to know other students from other schools and and for the coaches you want them to have a good experience and you know coaches as you know aren't doing this to end up millionaires
0: yeah
1: yeah the, they're doing it because they love sports and they love kids and they they want to be good role models and and uh, you know I look back I, some of some of my best memories like I've said in my life are are from high school and playing sports but I I still my high school superintendent has passed away my high school principal I call him and and talk you know, every so often, and not mm. as much as I should, but, I mean, we were on a schedule there where I was calling every other week at least and talking to him. My high school baseball coach uh, has been sick and has been battling some health issues, and, and I was on the same schedule where I was calling him about every other week and talking to him, and, and you know, that was that was 40 years ago wow. when he was yeah. my coach, yeah. 35 to 40 years ago. But in my high school, I mean, and it's not just, I mean, my high school football coach loved him and, and talked to him and his wife and just saw him a couple of weeks ago and, and my high school basketball coach, same way. So, I mean, those are people that, that uh, had a huge influence on me, you know, outside of my parents and my family. It's, it's coaches and administrators that have the biggest impact on your life. And, and for some kids, it may be the opposite. Yeah. The coaches mm-hmm. and administrators may have a bigger impact on their life than the, than their parents mm-hmm. and and I, I I think that's wonderful that a coach and an administrator can look back and say that um, I hope that I'm the biggest influence in my wife on my kids
0: mm-hmm.
1: and but but I mean just in grade school now I mean we've had fantastic teachers and administrators and and i I see the the impact that they have and you have on
0: on our kids yeah yeah it's uh you know i i was talking to uh i think on the episode before this maybe no it's the one that's coming out this week i was talking with uh barry giles he used to play at ou uh-huh, um, uh-huh. And, Uh huh. and i was talking with him and he was telling stories about when he first got into coaching how he was doing it to win gold balls and and all this stuff and but then he ran into a situation where a kid he was a kid wasn't really performing for him wasn't really practicing very well and it turns out the kid was having some like issues like wasn't eating at home you know and it's just you know you you just going and he was like you know that was a point where he kind of went you know i'm not doing this to win gold balls i'm doing this to to help kids to influence kids in whatever way and hopefully it's positive you know and i think yeah that's something i think all young coaches get into that I think just all young people get into that. They get into it like what we were talking about, you know, just making money. And in the end, do you want to just make money or do you want to leave an imprint on somebody or some people? You know, right. You know, and I think that's to me, that's obviously I'm in I'm in this field, you know. So it's kind of what the direction that I lean is like, I want to leave an imprint on someone, you know, hopefully in a positive way. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, and it, it, you know, a lot of times coaches don't just leave it on someone, it or something. I mean, it's it's an entire community mm-hmm. that no, yeah. that a coach or an administrator leaves leaves their their handprint on. And, and I mean, it's it is, you know, I, a lot of times if you if you just say a town, if you just say a school, you bring up a community. And say, what's the first thing you think of? Yep. You know, is it a mascot? Is it this or that? Or is it a coach? Yep. Is it a? That's is true. it? You, you know, I. There's a lot of schools, a lot of names you could bring up right now, a lot of towns, and it might be, it might be a restaurant, it might be something else, but a lot of times it's going to be a coach, yep. a coach or an athlete or something. And sports just have such a huge impact on communities. And I've always said. I think I think the entire town runs better when when there's athletic teams that are having success. Oh, yeah. It's not just the school, it's not just I mean but I mean I think everything downtown is is has a little more pep in its step and and mm-hmm. businesses and and just everything in the community goes better runs better it's just a better year when there's success in athletic programs and and you know that's that's 15 14 15 16 17 18 year old kids mm-hmm. that have that big of an impact on a community but there's so many i mean even after i graduate high school i mean my dad was still at every football game, every basketball game, every baseball game, every softball game. He was still going up and dragging the infield in softball and, yeah. and you know, never even had a daughter. Mm-hmm. But oh, yeah. giving yeah. his equipment, you know, letting the coaches borrow his equipment to go work on the field or he was up there doing something. and And, you know, it was just because he enjoyed it so much, he played, he, and this was his town, too, you know. his yeah. My grandpa was on the school board and, and helped build the gym, and then my dad graduated from there, and then his kids graduated from there, and, you know, he just took so much pride in it. And, and my dad was a high school referee. He was never a coach, but he was a high school, ref- he was a farmer, mm-hmm. but he was a high school referee for 20-some years. And, man, I learned at an early age that there was there was one time in in Pond Creek, we couldn't play sports until fifth and sixth grade, and then we played about eight basketball games
0: mm-hmm.
1: and one one of my first games I played a referee made a call, and <laughs> boy I was you know I was in fifth grade, so I knew it all and and I <laughs> rolled my eyes or did something, and when I got home i I learned fast <laughs> that that I would never ever roll my eyes at a referee again or question anything an official ever did and i learned it in fifth grade about two games into my my uh playing career and after that man when when a call was made the ball was bounced back to the referee or handed to him and and (laughs) i went to the other end of the court and When I fouled out, I went and shook both referees' hands. That's when there were two referees for every game, went and shook both their hands and Mm -hmm. went to the bench and didn't throw a towel. and, And I never, you know, I never, my parents, I never once heard my parents question a coach, a referee, an administrator, a teacher. I never once heard that at home. I never heard a, a a bad word or a question about anything what what someone was doing and that's that's one of my goals is is for my kids to never hear that you know yeah. and and luckily to this point I've I've never had a question with anything but I hope I hope that doesn't happen um because I never heard it from my parents yeah they yeah. they they were 100% supporting every decision that was made whether it was in my favor or not i mean they they uh never once questioned anything and so i hope my kids never hear anything from my wife or me
0: yeah that's something that's definitely changed over the years you know? without a doubt Yeah, yeah without uh, a doubt yeah now um being i i've kept you on here long enough i got a couple more questions for you uh Being in the position that you're in now, being on the inside, uh, you know, so to speak, of Oklahoma high school sports and seeing how things operate as opposed to seeing it from the outside whenever you were, you know, just filming, like working for KFOR or doing your own thing. How do you – seeing – being in the position that you're in now, how do you kind of view Oklahoma high school sports?
1: Well, I mean, I still love it just as much as I always did. You know, I thought – I had a pretty good feel about what was going on and, and how everything was handled, but there was a lot that I, I didn't know. And, you know, until, until you're in this building every day, Mm -hmm. you know, even when I started, I didn't really, I kind of knew what all goes on and, and what the people in this building do. And, you know, um, The OSSA puts on the playoffs. Mm-hmm. We're in charge of, of of putting on playoff events. Um, we're in charge of enforcing rules that the member schools make. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not like somebody walks into this building to work one day and says, "You know what? I think we let's just let's do this, or let's change that, or let's do this to." for eligibility or let's do this for classifications or, you know, no one here makes a rule and, and changes something, you know, the rules are done by the member schools. And, and I don't know if a lot of people understand that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and, and I get it, that's fine. And, and I, I take, I take phone calls and there's people that call up here and aren't happy, you know, a parent or, or a coach or an administrator. and, and I think that's what mr jackson is is fantastic with. um you know he listens, he's a great listener, he's very level headed um, he has the ability when someone calls up here and is upset to to listen and 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 reason with them and and um nine times out of ten, if not more, by the time they hang up, you know it's a it's a very comfortable and and conversation. It, there's you know and they mm-hmm. thank him for his time and 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 it's the same way that I said earlier. I mean, if someone calls and says something, he doesn't just blow him off. Mm-hmm. I mean, he writes it down and then it comes up in the board and not the board meeting, it comes up in our our staff meeting. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, here's here's I got this phone call and here's an idea and and I like it. What do you all think?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How, how can we what if we do this or or how could we do this or how could we improve this in the future? Or, um, and, you know, and if it's something that if it's a something that needs to be changed, you know, if it's a rule that that needs to be changed or something to be looked at, you know, we've got committees to look at that. And and eventually the board's the one that that votes on 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 rule changes and and can make those decisions but um you know high school sports has changed Mm -hmm, from when from when i played and from when i grew up and 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 it's going to continue to change there's there's some things you know i i i think nil and high school is is not something that should go together Mm -hmm. i think high school's still where it's pure and and it should be it should be that way you know i i don't i don't like nil in college but that's not my decision and mm-hmm. and and once again i probably don't know enough about it to even make that statement about college mm-hmm. because i'm i'm not in those meetings and not in those people's shoes and so so high school sports i i still think it's fantastic i think Everyone and and not just sports. I mean, the fine arts part, portion of it too. You know, like I said, I was in the band and I was awful. I <laughs> sang in the choir and I can't carry a tune at all. Yeah. But I showed I showed sheep in the livestock shows and don't have many blue ribbons. Mm-hmm. You know, but I did all of it. I was in I was in all the plays that Pond Creek had and mm-hmm. and enjoyed those. But I wasn't very good at any of that. But I did it and and that was another chance for a FFA teacher to you know to have an impact on my life on a, a one act play teacher to have an impact on my life on a band teacher on a music teacher and and that was just someone else that that was one of my leaders and and uh, a mentor and someone else that I looked up to and and you know I was I was a decent athlete for a small school Mm-hmm. Um so I saw that side of it where I had success and and our teams were were pretty darn good for small schools and we won state in football and got to the state tournament in basketball and and so I had success there but then on the other hand, you know, I was I was not first chair in in band. Yeah. <laughs> so so I saw what and I got to I got to interact and meet different people and you know, you know everyone in a small town but you may just hang out with, with your athlete friends during football season. But then when I'd get on the bus to go to tri-state and ban, you know, I'm hanging out with a whole different group. You know, mm-hmm. there might not have been many football players that were on the bus. So I'm hanging out with a different group and, and I'm, I'm not the quarterback like I was in the football team. Now I'm, you know, second or third chair and this. So there's yeah. someone else that's a leader and, and, and it's their show. And, it, you know, it, it High school sports are still the best,
0: yep.
1: it's still pure, it's still fun, it still drives a community um, you know, like we said earlier that that coaches make such a big impact and and there's a lot more to it than winning, but winning's still important, you know you mm-hmm. still want to you still want to learn how to be a winner and learn how to be a gracious winner but but that's not the bottom line, sure. you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's so much more to it. Um, that's why you play. There, there's. That's why scores are kept. That's why. Mm-hmm. But, but you still. There's so much more that you're going to take out of high school sports. Um, that that gets you for the rest of your life. Um, one real quick, and I know I'm rambling, but oh, real quick. One of my very first sponsors that I had on my my uh, high school sports show, the Oklahoma High School Sports Express, was. Bob Funk, who was uh, owned Express Personnel Services, and Bob's a great guy. Mm-hmm. But Bob told me when I went in to try to sell him on being a sponsor of the show, he got into how much he loved high school sports and how big of a deal it is, and he said, when I when it comes down to me, if I can't decide between two people who I'm gonna hire, mm-hmm. if, if they're that close, when it comes down, I'll ask him, did you play high school sports? Did you play any sports hmm. in high school? Yeah. He said, if one of them played and the other one didn't, he said, I hire the one that played high school sports. Hmm. He said, not because it, not, it has nothing to do if they were good or bad, but he said, it shows me, and he hires a bunch of younger people, but it shows hmm. him that they have, you know, been coached, probably hmm. been yelled at, yeah. have taken directions, hmm. have had to follow orders, um, and he said, I want someone that has played high school sports. Hmm. And yeah. so that that stuck with me, too. And Mr. Funk has been, you know, a very, very, very successful businessman in the state of Oklahoma. So mm-hmm. he knows what's going on. But, but that was one of the things that I remember him saying about the importance of high school sports and what he looks for when he hires
0: someone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I never really thought about that. I wish more people would do that because there is something to that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you... Even if it, you probably would need to dig a little bit deeper into that, probably did you play sports or did you start and then quit because you got coached? You know, <laughs> you probably, right. probably don't right. want those kids. <laughs> all right, well, I got one final question for you because I know you're you're pretty busy. And you actually kind of answered it. You, you know, as we've gone through this interview, you've kind of – all the questions I had written down to answer, you kind of answered them as we were going. So I'm like, oh, man, i got to kind of scroll around and <laughs> something else. <laughs> Okay, one final question. You are, I mean, I'm not just saying this. You're a multi-talented person. I mean, with all the stuff that you've done in your career, what is it that, What? what is something people would be surprised that you are not good at? Well, a lot of people said TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd argue with him on that one.
1: <laughs> no, I, you know, I don't. <laughs> Oh, there's there's a lot that I'm not good at there's a lot that I want to be better at um yeah. you know it's it's now the most important thing to me is is being a good daddy yeah and and you know I I waited until later in life to have kids um waited till later in life to get married and and now people laugh at me all the time i'm 55 years old and i've got a 9 and a 7 year old you know i should have i should have a 9 and a 7 year old grandson and a granddaughter yeah. at this age rather than kids but but i say all the time i said you know i don't know if i'm a very good daddy now i hope i am i said but i know i'm a lot better daddy now than i would have been 30 years ago oh, and that doesn't mean that doesn't mean someone can't be a good daddy at age 25 I mean, mm-hmm. you can be a fantastic dad at age 25. I just know for me that I'm a lot better now, mm-hmm. and and that's what that's what I hope. I hope if uh, you know if anybody remembers anything about me, I hope they they say, well, he was a good son, he was a good daddy, he was a good husband. You know, mm-hmm. I hope they remember he, he was a good person, he was a good friend. And, and that's what I, I hope people remember. And that's what I want to be better at every day. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know how good I am at any of them, but I just know that those are very, very important to me. And, uh, you know, I just, I, when I'm at work, I, I'm, I stay pretty hooked up and focused, but boy, as soon as it's time to leave, I can't wait to get home and, and see those kiddos and, And just like everyone else, you know, we stay pretty hooked up there, too. It's baseball practice and softball practice and dance and basketball and flag football and track. And and we stay we stay pretty busy. But but there's nothing I enjoy more than than going home and seeing my family and and when my mom gets a chance you know she's she's 90 years old and she's coming down for easter mm, this mm-hmm. weekend and and she doesn't miss many baseball games and softball and basketball and and you know i just i want to and my wife is fantastic with including her and in everything and and her parents are included and and i think it should be you know mm. i want my parent i want my kids to to grow up and and have family be very, very important to them and and you know I want them to see mom and dad and grandma and grandpa and aunt and uncle and cousins and mm-hmm. and uh so i i hope i hope that I hope that I continue to get better every day as as a daddy and a, and a son and a husband and and I hope that that those people think that I'm good at my job.
0: Well, Mr. Ivan, man, I could stay on here forever, but I know you're you're busy. I I really appreciate you taking time and visiting with me, and you know, and and good luck with all your busy stuff you have coming up.
1: Well, it's a fun time of the year. We we've got uh you know, like I said, the playoffs or pairings are going out for A and B baseball today, and and with everything coming up with state playoffs for for uh, soccer and softball and baseball and track and golf and tennis and and this is our busiest month of the year for the fine arts. Yeah. You know, uh Mr. Claussen has gone all month to to choir contest and marching band contest and and music contest and and it's just it's a lot of fun. Uh esports, we've got a state championship coming up and you know, that's I, Anything that kids can get involved in, I think, is a good idea. Whether it's OSSAA stuff, whether it's uh, well, I guess I guess I should backtrack. Not anything they can get involved with. <laughs> anything that's positive they yeah. can get involved with, yeah. and it doesn't have to be OSSAA stuff. You know, if, mm-hmm. if they want to go and be a part of of FFA programs and and show livestock and and any just anything positive where you've got a a good role model and and they're competing and and making friends and learning life lessons i think it's just a fantastic deal and and i want to thank you too and all the coaches and teachers and administrators out there i know it's it's not always uh it's not always sometimes you probably think you got a lot of people against you Mm -hmm. but i can promise you you've got 15 people behind you in this office that that uh appreciate everything that you you guys and girls do and and we will always have your back out of this office for what teachers and administrators and and coaches have to put up with and and we think it's fantastic everything you do and the role models that you guys are
0: thanks to van ivan for being on the podcast today and thank you for listening A new episode comes out every Sunday on your favorite podcasting site. You can also find links to the podcast on the Kenny and the Coaches Facebook page. And if you're on Twitter, just search at Kenny Coaches. And remember, that's K-E-N-N-E-Y and the Coaches. Until next time.